Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of How Did We Get Here? I'm your host, Jay Carter, and the man that has always heard and never ever seen Skeens. What up? He's playing the background today. Again, better than your average is the channel in the movement. How did we get here is the show. We got two cousins that are like brothers talking any and everything in the process. How did we get here? Ladies and gentlemen, we just want to come to y'all tonight. And uh, y'all know we rocking this uh, this new platform here with a uh, shout out to Riverside.fm is how this podcast is coming to you today. Again, don't forget to go to the uh, How Did We Get Here is now officially on Spotify and on some other streaming platforms that I don't know that Anchor has uploaded it to. But <laughs> uh, also, don't forget to go to the YouTube channel. Uh, you can pull us up with Better Than Your Average or How Did We Get Here. And we have a multitude of uh, episodes and things of that nature on there. But without any further ado, oh, Skins, I forgot to give all of, a.k.a., I forgot, y'all, y'all be looking for it, a.k.a. The Background Killer, a.k.a. Dr. Claw, a.k.a. What's the other one? Oh, The Wizard of Oz. Oh, add a new a.k.a. very soon. So anyway, y'all, without further ado, we have a very, very special guest, very good friend of mine, goes by the name of Dr. Anonymous. Welcome, Dr. Anonymous. Hello. How are you this evening? I'm okay. I'm okay. (laughs) Wait, let me make sure I give you your flowers so you get your, uh... no, not laugh. There we go. (laughs) ow welcome to the show dr anonymous but um guys i told you um that you know again we just want to have all of these wonderful remarkable people that we know um in real life you know that are doing great and awesome things so uh we wanted to have dr anonymous come on and uh we were talking about uh we will have Dr. Anonymous come on from time to time, but we got to get it edited right. But we want to have like a, a version of that Bobby Valentino song, Anonymous. Mm-hmm. I want to know. I want <laughs> So we're going to have Dr. Anonymous. You know, we're going to work it out some kind of way. So that's going to be your, uh, we talked about that being her segment music. But um, as you guys know, Skeens and I often talk about on here is, uh, you know, everything that we're doing we're always going to turn the conversation back into healthy relationships, you know, whether that's romantic, whether that's with children, whether that's with your family, whether it's those extended family members that are like uh, friends that are like family. Um, So also a part of our health and well-being of making sure that we're mentally uh, in a good space, making sure that our relationships are in a good space, physically we want to make sure we're in a good space as well so that's why we wanted dr anonymous to to come on so as we're talking about relationships as we get into what dr anonymous is going to talk with us about today as we're relating and uh you know husbands and wives and everything and everything's going good and we getting better together and you know things is going good and he looking good and she looking right 
and you know she walked past some things is gonna go down so we want to make sure that also re uh Dr. Anonymous, do I want to say reproductive health or sexual health? <laughs> what, what term should I be? Sexual, so sexual health. We want to make sure that we're good. So uh, I wanted Dr. Anonymous to come on and just give us some knowledge, give us some game, and maybe some misconceptions and things that people don't think about when it comes to sex and, you know, really more so uh, sexually transmitted diseases and things of that nature. So Dr. Anonymous, can you, can you give, us, give us some knowledge and give us some game? Okay, well, I actually don't know where to start. So I'll just say, um, I'm all about prevention. Okay, uh, with, with anything that I talk about, I'm all about prevention. So um, if you're married, then hey, you're in a safe zone. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're single, or and you're dating, and you believe that you cannot practice abstinence, then of course, you just want to make sure that you're protected. Mm -hmm. And um, like I tell everybody, when the lights are off, make sure you're checking every or orifice, every mucous membrane, everything, everything that, that has an opening mm -hmm. before that light is turned off. Okay. And Dr. Nice, hold on. When you saying check, what 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 are we doing when we're checking these orifices? I'm I'm getting there. Okay, okay, to, okay, to, okay. People in. <laughs> but um but you know, somebody wants the lights off, you just make sure, hey, you just check with them. Hey, I want the lights on. Let me just check. You can check me. I check you. And if they, you know, are not being cooperative with that, get a flashlight, get your phone. There's so many devices that have lights on them. And sure if the person is still objecting, then you just, you get out of there as fast as you can. That's what I tell everybody. Okay. So when I say check, I mean, um, you want to look in orifice that you, orifices that you feel like are going that you're going to come into contact with you want to open up the mouth you want to look at the the shaft the the male shaft you the for the men you want to look at the female um personal parts mm. and wait wait so as a man how am i inspecting though tell me what's the you know <laughs> I, do i have a list on the side and i'm like marking off or <laughs> no oh my gosh <laughs> you just you, you're inspecting the the you're vaginal area and the mons pubis, which is the top area where the hair is, that's called the mons pubis on everybody. Mons pubis, just, okay. Yeah. You just wanna make sure that you're checking, you're opening everything and just you're inspecting the skin, you're making sure you don't see any rashes, mm -hmm. any lumps, bumps, uh, bleeding, just anything that looks suspicious, any, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, what am I trying to say? Like any mucus, pus, Mm -hmm. secretions that's, that's the word i was looking for secretions things like that mm -hmm. and you want to mm -hmm. look at look for that everywhere on the mouth and in that area for the male for the man as well wow so I, and you know that we we joking with it but you know we can be honest and you know most of us in those situations when you know you meet somebody or you know however long it's been and it's finally that situation is about to go down most of the time you're not you know mm -hmm. inspecting the situation quite like that you know, to be honest. So that's, that's really key. Um, for men, you, um, go ahead, Dr. Go. Anonymous. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, but you should be, if you want to be around for the next encounter, you should be. And no, that's real. No, that's real. And that's what I'm saying that, you know, we, this is good information because to be honest, like you said, when it's going down and it's, 
is getting, you know, hot and heavy and stuff like that. You just going for it. You know what I'm saying? And I know dudes would play around and joke a lot about maybe a female maybe had a certain fragrance, you know, that was not, didn't smell like cool water, you know, or <laughs> I can't think of what it is. So should we be, should, should we be paying attention to that as well? Or is that kind of, I know some, to a certain extent, every person is different as far as that part. So when should we say that that's normal kind of maybe, and maybe this is not as normal when it comes to the fragrance and things of that nature? So, so appearance to me is important. Okay. You want to, you know, inspection, um, inspect for appearance. Mm -hmm. Um, and then yes, also if that's occurring simultaneously, of course, Mm -hmm. No one has a natural fishy smell that just shouldn't. That's not something that mm -hmm. <laughs> if it's right. uh, something that's malodorous, right. that's not normal. Right. Um, if you're thinking so, about Red Lobster or Long John Silver when she pulled down, <laughs> then get out of there. You know what I'm saying? Correct. Correct. Okay. Correct. Mm -hmm. if, it's, if it's something that's rancid or, you know, what, just some type of unusual smell. Yes, that's a sign. But, mm -hmm. you know my real red flag is the is seeing vi visually seeing things there mm -hmm. although there are certain types of stds where the person can be infected by them but you don't see them at the time mm -hmm. and that's scary as well, well not scary but it can make you a little nervous because those type of stds they are uh, they shed and they're viruses like HPV, the human papilloma virus, and herpes, mm -hmm. a person doesn't necessarily have to have an outbreak to have the virus shedding from that from that area. Now, so that's what, why you always what is shedding protect. though? What is shedding? When the virus is is um, I don't know a proper way to try to explain that, but it's it, when the virus is present but you can't see it. Okay, that's called shedding. Okay, it, got it. Yeah. Okay, got it. Got it. Shed, oh, like in a shed. Okay, got it. Makes yeah. sense to me now. Got it. So um, is there something that you, because you've been practicing how long now? You mean in totality or like with school or I don't understand what you mean. Like no, just in, tot in, totality, in totality. How long have you been a physician? Oh, okay. How long have I been an MD? Okay. Mm -hmm. um, for about... Actually, I haven't even thought about that. Um, <laughs> I haven't. I believe for about seven years. Okay. So seven years. Now, is there anything that is uh, more prevalent that you see as far as STDs are concerned these days? I know I was looking at something with uh, on the Joe Rogan podcast, and he was talking with, I don't know if he was talking with a doctor. Anyway, they were just talking about stds to an extent and they were like um that like the rate of aids has actually decreased significantly i didn't look this up myself but they were saying that because of medicine and things of that nature it's not as or hiv and aids is not as much of a death sentence quote unquote as it was you know initially when it came out um and what, what are your thoughts on that um, it's not so much of a death sentence because it's, it's better treatment now. Right. You know, when it was first on the scene, um, there wasn't a lot of treatment options. Mm -hmm. So, and it's just like with any disease that's uh, novel or mm -hmm. just uh, being 
introduced into the environment. Um, you don't have methods of treating it yet. And then you undergo research and then you find better medications. Mm -hmm. And so people have more options now. So they're able to keep their viral loads under control or mm -hmm. at a low state. Right. Um, because when the viral load is, is, is severely elevated or elevated, that's when you have an increased risk of transmitting the virus. Okay. So if you're taking your medications, proper treatment, you can keep your viral loads low and the risk of transmission decreases. Now, is, would you say that is there any STD that you see in people a little in your again in your experience more than others that's more prevalent? More or no? frequently, and then also to add to your the question you were asking earlier with the shedding, that's that's also when the virus is replicating in your body and and you just can't see it, you mm -hmm. can't see the manifestations of it, but you it's it's just there, like you can see it under a microscope, mm -hmm. but you wouldn't be able to see it with the with your naked eye or grossly. Okay. Grossly means with the naked eye, like you see it. Okay. For what it is right there. Okay, I understand. Got it. Got it. Got it. Now, um, I know. Uh, I think there was a stat. Schemes. I can't remember. There was a stat like in Colleen that we got like one of the highest rates oh, yeah. of what was it? It's, um, I can't remember which. They had a list of different STDs that was like mm -hmm. Colleen's like rate number seven in the state. Something crazy like yeah. that I, in, in all of Texas, little old Colleen. And I think a part of it is because we have so many people um, because of the military that are coming from different areas and things like that. But I wonder, and let me know what you think about this, is that as medicine and things improve on certain things, are you, do you think that that causes people to be more careless about you know what they're doing when they're having sex and things like that? No, not at all. I think a lot of it has to do with people thinking that it can't happen to them. Ah, okay. That's what, any, that's what any type of risky behavior. You know, there are different age groups where you have higher numbers of certain STDs. Mm -hmm. um, there are certain age groups where you have higher numbers of people dying from car accidents or uh, swimming accidents. It's just, or, uh, or um, homicide. Mm -hmm. It's just certain things affect more age groups worse than others just because of the mind state or the risky behavior from that particular age group right right so okay. that's that's what i've tend that's what i tend to notice when people when there's an increase people are letting their guards down or doing things like COVID, where you're <laughs> where you're being um uh what's the word contained inside mm -hmm. people are just you know, willy nilly sleeping with, with other people. And it's just because they feel like, oh, that can't happen to me or is I'm bored. I need something to do. This is going to occupy my time. Um, I can still enjoy this, even though I'm not feeling well because I'm locked up and locked in. Mm -hmm. That's, I still find that enjoyable. You can right. say the same thing about the increase in alcohol or the increase in drugs, just because people are contained. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it's just whatever people find pleasurable at that particular time. And it go and it has this way, you know, it goes through waves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Colleen is actually rate number eight in the state of Texas mm -hmm. uh, for STDs. So on here was this uh innerbody.com classifies STDs as uh, HIV, syphilis, chlamydia, and gonorrhea only are, is what they're considering. Okay. Are the, well, the, the things that they're considering. So we're ranked number eight. Kind of crazy. Wow. 
Yeah, yeah I, guess, I don't know if they're saying per capita, or I get. I'm I'm pretty sure they're using it as a per capita in mm-hmm. terms of the, instead of the, the the total number, but it's still extremely high. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then not all STDs are reportable, so you have to take that you have to take that into account too. Are they just counting the ones that are reportable, or right. are they actually going to clinics or hospitals to see the actual number? Because right. you don't have to report all of them, right? Because yeah. you didn't. I didn't use trichomonas. Um, and I can't remember the everything else on your list. So it looks like they're doing a the STD study case by uh, per hundred thousand. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. So that's, that's right, but I'm wondering are they just doing the ones that are reportable, or like I said, are they visiting certain facilities and getting their numbers from them? Right, right, right. That's the one breakdown. This article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have a question, right? Mm-hmm. Since we were referring to people that have, you know, the the whole checking. Mm-hmm. How do you go about having that conversation with people uh, mm, in mm, terms of question. being open to you checking them, them checking you without one looking at sound, looking and sound like a creep, <laughs> right. as well as well as to keep that conversation from not being so uncomfortable, you know, in a, in a, in the in the spirit of being transparent, mm-hmm. as well as you know, uh, letting them know that you care about their safety uh, more than anything and right. vice versa. So, you know, I, I believe that conversation can be, can get a little dicey. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So how do you have that conversation in a respectful manner? Mm, that's a good question. What do you okay. think? Okay, let me answer the other question first because I think we kind of left, we abandoned that one. Um, oh, the okay. one that I see more frequently is chlamydia. Okay, okay. so now we can his question. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't really see like syphilis a lot. And I just think that that's because people, um, it's not as, um, prevalent mm-hmm. in our society like it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I don't know. I just don't see that one that often, Okay, but so just, um, to, just to make sure we address. So I did ask that and it's, I, I assume that it was probably chlamydia uh, because I've been, I can remember hearing that a lot coming up as a young dude. <laughs> And cats having to, you know, pop the little pills and, you know, uh, I don't know what the, how they do, if it's still the same way, but getting the swab joint, you know, dudes know. Yes, everything is the same. Yeah, everything okay. Is the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to see a man go through that is horrible. Um, and then also what I wanted to say about STDs, I always tell people that, um, you know, that it, it those antibodies stay with you. So okay. just because you get treated, that doesn't, you know, somebody takes a blood sample, they can mm-hmm. tell that you've had these STDs before mm-hmm. because it creates a data a database in your body because right. your body tried to fight it. Mm-hmm. And because it couldn't, couldn't and you had to take antibiotics, it, cre- it still has that memory. So you have chlamydia antibodies, you have trichomonas antibodies, all those diseases that you that your body has come into contact with before in the past. Mm-hmm. They will always be in your body until you are not here anymore. So basically, there's a fingerprint that's left. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Now, uh, as to what Schemes was talking about, yes. again, and I know, you know, you the doc. So again, doc, I'm sitting down talking to you. I, I'm listening to what you're saying as far as checking uh, whether I'm, a, you know, whether it's me going to a female or a female coming to me. Is there, uh, you know, any advice that you have about how to, again, navigate that slippery slope of that conversation? Or is it maybe just... Yes. You know, sex is such an important thing that, you know, you just got to do it. You know what I'm saying? As far as 
looking and checking and making sure that you're on the same wavelength and stuff like that? I don't think it's a slippery slope at all. If mm -hmm. you respect the person, if, you if, you've, if you've come together and you feel like you're, you're adult enough and mature enough to make a decision to do that, right. then you're mature enough to accept if someone wants to make sure that you're okay. Right. So that's how I look at it. And if somebody gets offended, right. then to me, that's a red flag. That's telling me you're not comfortable with me asking these questions because maybe you've been infected before in the past or mm -hmm. are you cheating on someone to be with me or what make what provide what gives you that discomfort where it's not pleasant to have this conversation. Right. So you respect the person and y'all are coming together like that for an act that to me, that's a serious act. You're you're giving someone a part of you indeed so they should respect that and vice versa mm -hmm. so if someone gets offended to me that that's just your that's your way out that's your ticket out right i agree and i think um again this is a part guys of the intention of things right we, you know schemes and i always talk about being intentional and i think that you know as we've become more liberated in our society and things of that nature you know unfortunately liberation kind of can sometimes lead you into foolish mistakes you know in under the guise of being liberated but if we're in intentional relationships if we're intentional about like dr anonymous is saying and saying hey we're going to come together you know as adults you know these are some you know here's the kind of medium for exchange of how we need to do it is it again getting uh st you know std test before is it again looking and checking things out you know before we make sure that this things happen and and things of that nature so i think that's key to be able to and here's the other part of it too if you're not comfortable enough to have the conversation maybe you're not comfortable enough to be having sex with the person correct you know correct. what i'm saying because if we're gonna like you said we're gonna do this and um it, I mean, we kind of taking a tangent here, but there, there's a guy, I think his name, he's a, a kind of relationship coach and stuff like that. I think his name is Tony Gaskins, something Gaskins, I think is his last name or something mm -hmm. like that. But uh, he gave the example of how sometimes we're just so willy nilly about sex. And he was asking a young lady, she, he said, upon meeting a dude, would you, I can't remember the exact example, but he said something to the effect, would you give him access would you give him the code to your phone? She was like, no. And he's like, would you give him access to your debit cards and your bank account? And she was like, absolutely not. I just met him. But he said, but you give him access to your body like that, though. You know what I'm saying? So, if, <laughs> so if you would not be as willing to give access to those things, right. how much more important is your body and your health? Right. That's a very analogy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought I mean he busted me upside the head with that one. I was like, man, that's a great example. So um so, so many things is so many elements to that though. A lot of women, your credit card, they don't value, they don't put the their credit card, uh that credit card analogy on the same level with their body right. because they may have father issues or validation mm -hmm. issues or self-esteem issues. I mean, it's just so many things that go into that. Right, right, of course, of course. And it was just a, you know, a generalized, you know, just trying to, uh, uh, I think it was like just to get people to wake up and say, yes. you need to consider that, if you know, at least on the same level as you consider that. I totally agree. Absolutely. I totally you know, agree. but uh, we don't, you know, sometimes. So um, it's, it's kind of like if, we, if we're sitting at a red light 
Well, if I'm approaching an intersection and the light is going from yellow to red and I'm, and I'm not, I'm not stopping, mm-hmm. you would expect me to stop, right? Right. Because this, this is your life and this is my life. Yeah. You don't expect me to just proceed blindly without yep. stopping or at a stop sign. You don't expect me to not stop and just proceed blindly. So mm-hmm. it's the same thing with sexual activity. Yeah. This is both, this is impacting both of our lives. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm not just haphazardly going to lay down with you because there could be some issues. Mm-hmm. The same thing as proceeding through a light without stopping to check to make sure, okay, is it a car coming? Mm-hmm. I have to wait till the light turn green. Mm-hmm. It's so many things you have to check before you can proceed. So mm-hmm. the same thing should happen in a bedroom. There's so many checks that you have to pass before mm-hmm. we can proceed there to safety. Go. There you go. Indeed. Um, Switching gears real quick, and I appreciate the information. Um, I thought about you the other day. I had uh, saw a doctor just getting a kind of general checkup, and he was like, um, man, if you drink water, get rest, keep your BMI in check, you'll live a long time. How do you feel about it? And what is your kind of, uh, in general, some general kind of health things that we need to keep in check that will help us with our overall, uh, you know, health and well-being he said get rest drink water eat right and what was the last thing he's like basically keep your bmi in check your bmi okay Mm -hmm. so yeah that's with diet and exercise Mm -hmm. okay yeah we are really switching gears here um your body is 70 percent water so that that goes without saying that Mm kind of answers answers itself Mm -hmm. and the earth is made up the same way so that's kind of interesting right isn't it god is good yep um (laughs) So yeah, so if you if you exercise, um, you're eating the right foods. Um, mm-hmm. That means low sugar, low processed. Mm-hmm. Um, getting your daily nutritional intake, mm-hmm. and um, what do, what do we name exercise, mm-hmm. nutrition, water? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I would say that yeah, those are the key elements. I would agree with him. I mean, there's other things. In addition to that, it's not just that simple, but yes, those yeah. are like the basic, that's your foundation. Yeah, that's the foundation. Yeah. We, and, and like I said, he was just kind of telling me, um, cause I went and was getting checked out some things and he was like, um, I remember when I was first looking for a primary care, I saw this dude and he looked cool to me cause he was like rocking a certain kind of bow tie and we looked like we were close in age. <laughs> And when I went in there and saw him, I was like, dude, I had wanted to see you, you know, and I had to pick somebody else. But then my doctor wasn't available and, you know, I had to come in and I said, man, I thought we was about the same age. And we and that was like a couple of days before my birth. No, that was a day after my birthday. And he was like, I'm 39, too. And I'm like, oh, man, that's cool. He's like, well, you were spot on, man. I don't know how you knew I, how old by looking at me, but we were exact same age. And uh, he was like, man, when you get close to 40. And when you eclipse 40, he said your body, he said he noticed that at like every decade, people come like at those intervals, 40, 50, you know, 60, mm-hmm. that their body is kind of like going through these adjustments, you know, as we get close to the to the closing, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Closer yeah. to it. So he's like, man, I know I said, man, as I'm aging, I want to kind of come in. Anytime I, you know, I'll be like, man, I felt, yeah, hey, let me go and get that checked. <laughs> let me go get that checked out, man. I felt so right. Let me go to get that checked out. But overall, guys, like uh, Dr. Anonymous is saying, man, um, I think it's key to, like you say, 
makes your water intake and some of some of us fight that water intake especially mm-hmm. during the busy work day stuff like that but they mess with me at work because i'm making my plant-based smoothies with frozen fruit mm-hmm. in it and all that kind of stuff man mm-hmm. but at the end of the day you know god willing uh you know i get to see you know uh my grandkids and stuff like that but for how many other days i have left on this earth i just want my quality of life to be at a certain level you know what i'm saying i can't count how long it's going to be but i will hope that in my prayers that the quality of my life be high you know what i'm saying um so that's that's my goal and what i'm trying to do and um that's what we want you You guys to do too you want to give your body the best fight so you can do all of those things but some things are genetic right right so we have to take that into account as well you need to know your genetics mm-hmm. to make sure you're more susceptible to uh, things like diabetes hypertension mm-hmm. um autoimmune diseases you know certain things that's just in your genetic makeup so you can be the most healthiest person i, I knew a young lady when i was younger mm-hmm. she was she probably weighed 100 pounds she was just but she was really in shape mm-hmm. um a very thin slender young woman but she had high blood pressure mm-hmm. and you know it just it's just a, i don't know i don't want to say luck of the draw but it was just a part of her her makeup but right. and i don't know what ended up happening to her after that but she was on you know um pills mm-hmm. for her hypertension mm-hmm. but she would look at her and never know right so oh. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. So I'm just trying to say, just in in spite of that, still give your body the best fighting chance it has. Try to be the healthiest you can be, but just know that sometimes things may happen because of your genetic makeup. Okay, last last kind of double question, but a um, in your opinion, how often should we be going for checkups, and then what type of you know blood work? or tests and things like that should we be doing getting having done at those checkups okay i'll just say one last thing about the stds before we okay. get off this <laughs> okay this is really one important point that i wanted to make a lot of people the misconception with stds is that if i wear a condom or i have some type of barrier protection i'm okay and that's not the case mm-hmm. there are still certain stds you can contract and i'm saying this if the condom is not compromised gotcha. there are still certain stds that you can contract Right. when the condom is not compromised meaning breakage leakage or slippage mm-hmm. and those are um hpv and herpes and that's because you have the virus viral shedding those are two uh viral stds it's, it's not stds it's stis uh, mm-hmm. sexually yeah. transmitted infections mm-hmm. um they stop they tr- they're trying to get away from using diseases but gotcha. because they're infections but um and and you can get those because it's shedding and then because it could be on the skin somebody could have a uh, a, a sore or you know s- something on the skin a wart from the hpv or the sore from the herpes mm-hmm. and that touches your skin and then you have it even with mm-hmm. the condom on it's touching your that mom's pubis area or somewhere on your shaft that's not covered all the way by the by the condom so i just right. wanted to say that okay okay um you said how often should you should you have checkups and what was your last thing like, okay so how often should we be going to get checkups in your opinion and are there certain kind of standard um tests or blood work that we should be you know requesting so well you shouldn't request them but your doctor should be <laughs> you know what i'm saying man yeah <laughs> but um i think that you should go for a checkup once a year okay if you're already suffering from something like I, 
the the two main ones I use all the time are diabetes and hypertension. Those should be every three or six months. Okay. Just because you you know have to have your medication refill, you have to um, have your labs redrawn to make sure that you're on the right medication regimen. Do you need to have any adjustments made? Um, and if there are any other occurrences that's happening mm-hmm. behind the scenes. So okay. for a healthy adult person, once a year, the mm-hmm. other, if you have any other um, comorbidities, three to six months. Okay. Okay. Um, you should always have your um, blood pressure check that occurs at every visit. Mm-hmm. Um, they, the things that you're talking about are called health maintenance standards. Okay. And health maintenance are things that you do to practice prevention of, of getting a certain um, disease. Or if you catch it early enough, you can prevent it or you can lessen the effects of it. Okay. So, for example, like women, that, that means having a mammogram at 40 I think the new guidelines say now you can go to 45 or 50. I still say 40 mm-hmm. because that, that saved a lot of people, especially women in the black community when they were having the mammograms at 40. Mm-hmm. But guidelines change based on research and things of that nature. But like I said, I still recommend 40. Mm-hmm. Uh, colonoscopy at age 50. If you're a smoker, um, people like that, they need other things because they, they were a smoker, depending on how long you smoked, mm-hmm. um, you would need a low dose. It's called a low dose CT scan, but you need a, a chest, a CT scan of your chest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it happens at age 55. You need okay. to start having that every year. Okay. Um, so outside of mammogram, colonoscopy, cholesterol, you need to have a cholesterol, your cholesterol check. And I think that starts at 30. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you have uh, family history of those things, right? Okay. If you have a family history of diabetes and you start having symptoms of diabetes, then you should have that check. Your hemoglobin A1C, your glucose level, your sugar level. Mm-hmm. Um, do I need to explain what hemoglobin A1C is, or do you want me to? I, I know what it is, but give us the quick, <laughs> the quick, the quick version of that. It just it's a it's a test that measures um, that protein in your blood that tells how your sugar has been controlled over three months. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it's three months or 90 days is because it's it's like it's, it latches on in your bloodstream. Your blood, your blood cells live for uh, about 90 days and they mm-hmm. start to replenish. Yep. And so that's why they say measured every three months, because it, it stays in your bloodstream for however long your blood is surviving during that time. Okay. So your blood replenishes itself roughly every 90 days. So the same thing with the hemoglobin A1C is going to accompany that blood that's replenishing itself during that 90 day period. Okay. Good. Good. So, um, so it gives an average of your sugar over, over three months. Right. Um, I'm trying to think, is it anything else? And then women, when they are menopausal, where they get, um, you know, advanced in age, they need to have uh, a bone scan to make sure that they are not at risk for osteoporosis. Um, and then start taking vitamin D, vitamin C, and I'm trying to think that you have any other questions about that or. Oh, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. You know, I, I had to, uh, I was deficient in my vitamin D and I had to hit you up like, yo, what's going on? You know, <laughs> <laughs> but y'all, I was at the house one day and I felt like I was going to pass out and I didn't want to, you know, you know, again, I was, as I was getting older and I think a part of it too is like stuff was happening like closer to me with people around me. So I was like, man, I don't want to, you know, I don't know what the heck going on with me. You know what I'm saying? But uh, <laughs> I, I looked at, I'd have to pull it up in my phone, but my vitamin D, man, I think it was lower than that. Dr. Anonymous. Hold on. Let me pull this up real quick. Just it. 
that first initial time it was low because again this this melanated dark skin of mine and working inside of a building all the time you know it's a no-go so um, oh god i think sometimes now i still i still make sure i take a little extra vitamin d and then i um during the day i'll try to walk outside at some point so this was i would just take daily vitamin d uh let me see no that's not it oh dang i went to the wrong thing no i got it right here hold on so when i got my vitamin d checked oh no i wasn't 11 but it was 10. you know what i said i think like i remember the time that when i did mine mine was like 19. yeah is yeah so they put me on the vitamin d pills for like eight months and then from there I've, I've been taking a dedicated vitamin D pill every day. Yeah. Along, along with like multivitamins. Yeah, because on here it says that the optimum levels are between 30 to 80 NG. What is NG? Nanograms. Is that one? Nanograms. Nanograms. Nanogram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so y'all, I was at. It should be 20, 20, 20 and up. I don't know where you're getting 30. That's what it says on my thing here. It says optimum levels. Uh, okay, well, twenty in the two range is fine. But I was at a ten then, so. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's pretty bad. <laughs> so my joint was like super duper low. You know what I'm saying? So uh, yeah. the next time, you know, my levels were, you know, I think like seventy something, something like that. I don't know what it was. It is really bad. That is really bad. Yeah, it was super duper low. So anyway, y'all. Um, one last question. I appreciate you letting us take the conversation a little bit to the to the left, but. Um, hopefully guys, if you're watching this, um, once we upload it, if you have any questions that you want to ask, and I have put out a post where, and a few people put some kind of like general stuff on there, but if you have like specific questions, we're going to have, like I said, Dr. Anonymous will be coming on from time to time and she can answer some of those questions for us and, you know, kind of have, be prepared and have some answers and, and some information for us. Now. I thought about this as I'm always trying to take my health and wellness to the next level and get like the most best checks of ever. I was listening to a conversation a while back where Samuel Jackson was talking about at the time. I think he switched up now because he had to gain some weight for a role. But at one point he had gone vegan. And this isn't like a vegan conversation or anything. We can get into that later. But he was saying that he went and got like a test that's above the normal checkup that they get. And I want to say it's, I can't remember the name of some other kind of test where they went even further than just a normal checkup that you get when you go to the doctor. And I forgot what he called it. Do you have any idea what that is? I do not. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm going to have to look it up in Texas. I'm going to have to look, try to find that interview. But He, he said got, he had a test above the normal. He is went that- to some, uh, one of the great hospitals in the country and had the somethings test i don't know what the heck he called it i have to look it up i have to try to find he said it. it was above the normal test is that did he say what the test was in reference to why what he was being tested for so like we were just talking about what kind of stuff you should get during your checkup he said he went and had a the in my mind did, I that, keep, did it have anything to do with prostate 
I don't think so. It was just kind of like an overall check of everything in like, you know, for me, in my mind, I pictured the way he was saying, like they checked everything in him from head to toe, but you know, it was more intense. Unless he, unless he had some specific issues and they went, cause you have to justify why you're doing tests. Mm -hmm. You can't just, well, I don't know, in his case, maybe, maybe he just paid for it. I think Sam Jack probably paid, you know, he just probably would have paid for it. And right yelled but, at the people you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, you, when you're dealing with insurance i forgot who you were speaking about when you're dealing with insurance companies yeah, you have to justify why you're ordering certain tests you just can't right. say oh the patient wants this so let me order it. it has to be a reason why okay unless unless it's a health maintenance like you don't if you like for a woman that's having a mammogram you can say oh because she's at the age where she has to have it it doesn't necessarily have to mean that she's having symptoms or why are you doing a colonoscopy because they're at the age to have it mm-hmm. but just just can't go in and say, oh yeah, check check my um, hemoglobin A1C. Why? Do you have a family history of it? Are you having signs? Are you having blurry vision? Are you sh- shaking, headaches, increased appetite, increased urination? You know, if you're not having any signs, I can't justify why I'm ordering that. Mm, yeah, maybe it was be maybe they were able to justify by something that was going on that I can't remember right now. But well, he was just paying, so he he didn't need to justify. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I'm gonna have to, insurance company. I have to ask you about it once I it was because I saw it on an interview that he was doing with a young lady, and uh, it may not have even been an official name. He probably was just saying saying something because I've never heard of like an elite type of test you would give someone, and I've treated people that were considered elite. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, I'll look it up and, and and text it to you once I. I find yes, out please. You have. But anyway, all that said, um, appreciate you for coming on. I can't wait to have you back. Um, and th- guys, again, as I always tell you, these these people love me so much. They do these last minute <laughs> interviews and stuff with me. But again, this is another person that I like to uh, put under the uh, tag of dope people that I know in real, real life that I can actually touch and call. You know what I'm saying? When stuff is going on. So right back at you. Again, with that said, this has been another episode of How Did We Get Here? I'm your host, Jay Carter, and the man that is always heard and never, ever will be seen. No sure ever. Skeens, and we will holler at y'all on the next one. Thank you. All right.